So remember the last time we read, Lizzie was walking with Lena and Lizzie dropped her the bag that she was carrying and all of the cans spilled and they were things that Lena had never even seen before, like um, peaches and applesauce and creamed corn. So I'm going to pick up reading from where we left off and I'll finish this chapter. Mrs. Murdo had cooked a dinner of beet and bean stew for them that night. When Lena showed her the two cans, she gasped in astonishment. Where did you get these? She asked. From a friend, said Lena. And where did your friend get them? Lena shrugged. I don't know. Mrs. Murdo frowned slightly, but didn't ask any more questions. She opened the cans and they had a feast. Creamed corn with their stew and peaches for dessert. It was the best meal Lena had had in a very long time. But her enjoyment of it was tainted just a little by the question of where it had come from. The next morning, Lena headed for Broad Street. Before she started delivering messages today, she was going to have a talk with Lizzie. She spied her half a block from the storeroom office. She was sauntering along looking in shop windows. A long green scarf was wound around her neck. Lena ran up swiftly beside her. Lizzie, she said. Lizzie whirled around. When she saw Lena, she flinched. She didn't say anything, just turned around and kept walking. Lena caught hold of one end of the green scarf and jerked Lizzie to a hulk. Lizzie, she said, stop. What for, Lizzie said. I'm going to work. She tried to pull away, but she didn't get far because Lena had a firm grip on her scarf. Lena spoke in a low voice. There were people all around them, a couple of old men leaning against the wall, a group of chattering children just ahead, workers going toward the storerooms, and she didn't want to be overheard. You have to tell me where you got those cans, she said. I told you. I found them on the back shelf at the market. Let go of my scarf. <coughs> Lizzie tried to wrench her scarf out of Lena's grip, but Lena held on. You didn't, Lena said. No market would just forget about things like that. Tell me the truth. She gave a yank on the end of the scarf. Stop it, Lizzie reached out and grabbed a handful of Lena's hair. Lena yelped and pulled harder on the scarf, and the two of them scuffled, snatching at each other's hair and coats. They knocked against a woman who snapped at them angrily, and finally they toppled over, sitting down hard on the pavement. Lena was the first one to laugh. It was so much like what they used to do in fun, chasing each other and screaming with laughter. Now here they were again, nearly grown girls, sitting in a heap on the pavement. After a moment, Lizzie laughed too. You dope, she said. All right, I'll tell you. I sort of wanted to anyway. Lizzie leaned forward with her elbows on her knees and lowered her voice. Well, it's this, she said. There's a storeroom worker named Looper. He's a carrier. Do you know him? He has two classes ahead of us. Looper Windley. I know who he is, said Lena. I took a message for him on my first day of work. Tall, with a long, skinny neck, big teeth, funny looking. Lizzie looked hurt. Well, I wouldn't describe him that way. 
I think he's handsome. Lena shrugged. Okay, go on. Looper explores the storerooms. He goes into every room that isn't locked. He wants to know the true situation, Lena. He's not like most workers who just plod along doing their jobs and then go home. He wants to find things out. And what has he found out, Lena asked. He's found out that there's still a little bit left of some rare things. Just a few things in rooms here and there that have been forgotten. You know, Lena, she said, there are so many rooms down there. Some of them way out at the edges are marked empty in the ledger book. So no one ever goes there anymore. But Looper found out they're not all empty. So he's been taking things, just a few things, and not often. And he's giving some to you. Yes, because he likes me. Lizzie smiled a little smile and hugged her arms together. I see, Lena thought. She feels that way about Looper. But Looper's stealing, said Lena. And Lizzie, he isn't just stealing things for you. He has a store. He steals things and sells them for huge prices. He does not, said Lizzie. But she looked worried. He does. I know because I bought something from him just a few weeks ago. He has a whole box of colored pencils. Lizzie scowled. He never gave me any colored pencils. He shouldn't be giving you anything or selling things. Don't you think everyone should know about this food he found? No, cried Lizzie. Because listen, if there's only one can of peaches left, only one person gets to have it, right? So why should everyone know? They just end up fighting over it. What good would that be? Lizzie reached out and put a hand on Lena's knee. Listen, she said, I'll ask Looper to find some good stuff for you too. I know he will if I ask him. Before she had time to think, Lena heard herself saying, mm, what kind of good stuff? Lizzie's eyes gleamed. There's two packages of colored paper, he told me, and some cough medicine, and there's three pairs of girls' shoes. It was treasure. Colored paper and cough medicine to cure sickness and shoes? She hadn't had new ones for almost two years. Lena's heart raced. What Lizzie said was true. If everyone knew there were still a few wonderful things in the storerooms, people would fight each other trying to get them. But what if no one knew? What difference would it make if she had the colored paper or the shoes? She suddenly wanted those things so badly she felt weak. A picture arose in her mind's eye. The shelves at Mrs. Murdo's house stocked with good things and the three of them happier and safer than other people. Lizzie leaned closer and lowered her voice. Looper found a can of pineapple. I was going to split it with him, but I'll give you a bite if you promise not to tell. Pineapple? That delectable long lost thing that her grandmother had told her about. Was there anything wrong with having just a bite of it? Just to see what it was like? I've already tasted peaches applesauce, and a thing called fruit cocktail, said Lizzie, and prunes and creamed corn and cranberry sauce and asparagus. All that? Lena was astonished. Then there's a lot of special things like that still. 
No, said Lizzie, not a lot at all. In fact, we've finished all those. You and Looper? Lizzie nodded, smiling smugly. Looper says it's all going to be gone soon anyway. Why not live as well as we can right now? But Lizzie, why should you get all that? Why you and not other people? Because we found it. Because we can get at it. I don't think it's fair, said Lena. Lizzie spoke as if she were talking to a not very bright child. You can have some too. That's what I'm telling you. There are still a few good things left. But that wasn't the unfairness Lena was thinking of. It was just that two people were getting things that everyone would have wanted. She couldn't think how it should have been done. You couldn't divide a can of applesauce evenly among all the people in the city. Still, something was wrong with grabbing the good things just because you could. It seemed not only unfair to everyone else, but bad for the person who was doing it somehow. She remembered the hunger she'd felt when Looper showed her the colored pencils. It wasn't a pleasant feeling. She didn't want to want things that way. She stood up. I don't want anything from Looper. Lizzie shrugged. Okay, she said. But there was a look of dismay on her small, pale face. Too bad for you. Thanks anyway, said Lena. And she set off across Torek Square, walking fast at first and then breaking into a run. We'll pick up with chapter 12 tomorrow. For now, I want you to think. We can't do turn and talks, but think. Do you agree with Lena or do you agree with Lizzie in this situation and why? I'm interested to hear your opinion. If you want to shoot me an email and let me know what you think or pop on during office hours to let me know, I'd be happy to hear from you. Bye.